It's Monday, December 30th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're looking at the people who shaped the most complex stories we covered this year. A young climate activist who took the world by storm, a world leader who found himself center stage in the Trump impeachment inquiry, and a star athlete who's making waves both on and off the field. We're talking about the big names of 2019 in no particular order. We don't play faves. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The first big power player of the year is only 16 years old, but she's already one of the most accomplished people we know. We're talking about Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg, who was just named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Her activism began as a solo project last year, when she started skipping school every Friday to protest climate change outside the Swedish parliament building. Soon, she caught the world's attention. Here she was in her TED Talk last year. I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, OCD, and selective mutism. That basically means I only speak when I think it's necessary. Now is one of those moments. In 2018, she gave a pretty forceful speech at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. And then I want you to act. This year, Toonberry and other young people inspired millions of kids to walk out of school, like she did, to get people talking about climate change. But Toonberry doesn't want people to just talk about it. She says she wants real action. So that's why, when Toonberry planned her voyage to the UN Climate Action Summit in New York City, she practiced what she preaches. As a die-hard climate activist, she's not cool traveling via greenhouse gas-emitting airplanes. So instead, she hitched a ride across the Atlantic on board an emissions-free racing yacht, pirate style. After setting foot on a dock in New York Harbor, she began a whirlwind two-and-a-half-month-long trip across the U.S. She spoke at the UN Climate Action Summit. Change is coming whether you like it or not. She testified on Capitol Hill. I want you to listen to the scientists. She led several climate protests and marched in the global climate strike. We will make them hear us. While she was in the U.S., she was considered a top candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize. That ultimately went to someone else. But when she was awarded a big environmental prize, she turned it down. She said, quote, the climate movement does not need any more awards. In November, she left the U.S. on a different boat, headed for Spain, for another U.N. climate change conference. So many conferences. Next stop, back home to Sweden to reunite with her two dogs, girl's best friend. Our next big 2019 power player is UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. At the start of this year, Johnson was just a normal MP, member of parliament. Famous for his brash personality and blonde floppy do, the former mayor of London had become a thorn in the side of then-conservative Prime Minister Theresa May. A few years prior, he had basically been the face of the campaign to get the UK to Brexit the European Union. I will be advocating uh, vote leave, uh, or whatever the, the team is called. Many, I understand there are many of them. I, I think they're, they're, that, is, that is basically because I want a better deal for the people of this country. A quick note, we know Brexit is pretty complicated. For more on that, check out last week's episode on Brexit and what the future holds. Anyway, earlier this year, as Theresa May shuffled back and forth between the EU headquarters and Parliament, 
to reach a deal on how to Brexit, Johnson and other MPs kept striking down her ideas. Johnson didn't think the deals Brexited enough. He only voted for the final one because he was like, please, can we get on with it already? When even that didn't pass, May resigned, and the Conservative Party chose Johnson to take her place. Johnson and all his baggage arrived at 10 Downing Street in July. And now that he was no longer a member of the peanut gallery, he suddenly had a lot more on his plate. I read in my Financial Times this morning that there are no incoming leader. No incoming leader has ever faced such a daunting set of circumstances, it said. In August, with two months to go before Brexit's Halloween deadline, Johnson made a pretty bold move when he asked the Queen to suspend Parliament. That way, members of Parliament would be on a break for a whole month, right before the Brexit deadline, and therefore couldn't really consider a different deal. The Queen signed off on it, but lawmakers weren't happy. Neither was the UK Supreme Court. They ruled that Johnson had broken the law by calling for that suspension. Yikes. Here was his response. We respect the judiciary in our country. We respect the, uh, the court. Uh, I, I disagree profoundly uh, with what they had to say. Johnson was perfectly fine leaving the EU sans deal. But MPs told him he had to come up with one. So he negotiated with the EU on yet another new Brexit deal that ended up being very similar to Theresa May's deals that he had campaigned so hard against. But he got that deal to pass and got yet another Brextension. Now the UK has until January 31st to leave. But twist, Johnson called for new elections to make sure he gets a parliament that'll allow him to do that. Those elections happened earlier this month, and Johnson's Conservative Party got an overwhelming majority in Parliament, which should make Brexiting a lot easier. Exactly what Johnson had on his holiday wish list. Next up on our list of people to know from 2019 is Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Poor guy. Ukraine has been in a bit of a rough spot lately, dealing with corruption, a war with Russian-backed troops in eastern Ukraine, and an overall crisis of confidence in the country's government. Before Zelensky was elected, polling data found that just 9% of Ukrainians had trust in their government. That was the lowest amount of any country on Earth. Zelensky was a political newbie, whose biggest claim to fame was acting the role of Ukraine's president on a popular TV show. But to a whopping 73% of voters this year, Zelensky seemed like the right kind of outsider to really shake things up in Ukraine's government. And he did. Just minutes after becoming president, he dissolved parliament and called for new elections. And voters in Ukraine proceeded to get rid of a lot of sitting politicians and put a ton of Zelensky's people in instead. So Zelensky's no stranger to shaking things up but probably nothing could have prepared him for getting swept up into America's political drama. Because, as I'm sure you've heard, Ukraine's kinda at the center of all the things in the US right now. It was reportedly President Trump and some of his top aides who had pressured Zelensky to launch an investigation into former VP Joe Biden's son, something Trump's critics see as a potential abuse of power. Zelensky was also the guy on the other end of the line when Trump seemed to set up a quid pro quo saying Ukraine could get some much-needed help to fight Russia if that Biden investigation happened. Now, the actor-turned-politician is trying to avoid the spotlight. Whenever he's asked about impeachment, he keeps the focus on doing what's best for Ukraine and not getting into the drama. 
before a guy also trying to retake territory seized by Russia and trying to steer Ukraine toward prosperity and away from a long history of corruption, Zelensky's role is probably one we'd rather not audition for. Another big name to know from 2019 is Carrie Lam. She's the leader of Hong Kong, and since anti-government, pro-democracy protests broke out this summer, she's kind of become public enemy number one for protesters on the ground. An important thing to know about Lam is that even though she was technically elected, Hong Kong's elections don't work the same as the U.S.'s. Instead, Lam was picked by members of an election committee. There are 1,200 of them in Hong Kong, and only a small handful of them are chosen by voters. In fact, when it comes to picking the leader of Hong Kong, only 0.03% of Hong Kong voters have a say. And it hasn't helped that, even as protests intensify and Hong Kong police have used violence against people in the streets, Lam's been saying, mm, yeah, no, to almost everything protesters are asking for. In mid-November, on an especially emotional day for protesters, after police shot a man in the torso, point blank, Lam didn't exactly sound sympathetic. Instead, she blamed protesters for paralyzing the city and called them selfish. Another thing that's enraged protesters about Lam is her refusal to consider one of their top demands, granting universal suffrage to Hong Kong citizens. As in, letting the people of Hong Kong directly pick their representatives. Because, as we've said, that would probably mean she's out of a job. We should say, Carrie Lam may be really disliked in Hong Kong, but it's not clear she likes the job either. A lot of people see her as kind of a puppet of the Chinese government in Beijing, which could take full control of Hong Kong in a few decades, and really wants to maintain law and order. Lam even traveled to Beijing recently to meet with China's president, and her days as leader may be numbered. Since her replacement would probably need Beijing's sign-off too, it's likely that whoever takes Lam's job could find themselves as Hong Kong's next public enemy number one. Our last big 2019 power player and person to know is Megan Rapino, one of the biggest names in sports right now. This summer as co-captain, she helped lead the U.S. women's national team to a championship win at the Women's World Cup. Aside from her famous pinkish-purple pixie cut, Rapino's also known for being pretty determined both on and off the field, advocating for LGBTQ rights and equal pay for women. Before bringing her team to victory, she famously rejected a potential offer from President Trump to visit the White House. Yeah, she's been pretty critical of his administration in the past. After her team's big win, she went on media rounds and on CNN was asked what she would say to the president. Your message is excluding people. Um, you're excluding me. You're excluding people that look like me. You're excluding people of color. You're excluding, you know, Americans that, um, that maybe support you. But the fight Rapino has also made headlines for is the fight for equal pay. Here she is earlier this year accepting the award for FIFA's best women's player. If everybody was as outraged about homophobia as the LGBTQ players, as if everybody was as outraged about equal pay or the lack thereof or the lack of investment in the women's game other than just women, that would be the most inspiring thing to me. Just months before the World Cup, all 28 players on the U.S. women's soccer team, including Rapino, filed a gender discrimination lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation. So now the entire team is essentially suing their employer and are alleging that they earn significantly less than their male counterparts on the U.S. men's team, despite the fact that they are winning more games and say they're bringing in more money. 
The result of that case is still TBD. In the meantime, expect to see more of Rapino in the year ahead, including maybe at the 2020 Olympics in Japan. So what's the skim? This year we saw a ton of major events take place across the world. Climate change activism went mainstream. The UK got closer to Brexiting. Ukraine played a starring role in the impeachment inquiry. Hong Kong protesters hit the streets and stayed there, and the US women's soccer team showed the world how it's done. And at the center of all those events were the major players we just talked about. Given everything that went down this year and how much more is still up in the air, it's a safe bet that their names will continue to stay in the headlines heading into 2020. And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening this year, and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. We're turning on our out of office for New Year's, but we'll be back in your ears on Friday. For more Skim, you can check out our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, by subscribing at theskim.com. Be sure to check out tomorrow morning's newsletter. It's the end of the year extravaganza, and it's amazing. We'll see you in the new year. 